Hey there, I'm Rachel Corbett and welcome to another episode of Small Change, the podcast that's all about the small changes you can make that'll make a big difference to your finances. Now, it's no fun thinking about the bad things that might happen to us, but ignoring them isn't going to do you any good either, especially if they happen and you are not prepared. So Stockspot CEO Chris Brickey is here to give you the lowdown on why you need a rainy day fund and how to set one up. So a rainy day fund or an emergency fund, as some people call it, is basically money that you've stashed aside for an emergency. So an emergency could be something like a health emergency in your family or losing your job. And why it's important is because you want to make sure that you've got a bit of a buffer in your life to be able to pay for things that are unexpected. Um, You don't want to have to go and borrow money and pay a high interest rate to do that. And you don't want to have to sell an investment um, to do that. So we recommend to all of our Stockspot clients that before you start investing or before you start using your money for something else, a savings buffer or a emergency fund or rainy day fund of about three to six months worth of your expenses, you know, is a sensible amount of money to try and have aside. Um, And generally, um, the advice that, you know, I, I would say, Um, is that you want to keep that somewhere safe. You want to keep it in a bank account. You want to keep it in a term deposit. You know, something that you can access relatively easily if one of these emergencies happen. And and really, an emergency fund gives you confidence around the unexpected because we know that things happen in people's lives that are unexpected. You know, some of those things you can insure against. You know, you can insure against having a car accident or you can take out home and contents insurance. But there are also things that it's difficult to insure against. And a rainy day fund allows you to self insure against some of these outcomes. And I'm going to share how much you should save and then also how you can make sure that your overall savings aren't going backwards. So I'm going to be talking about where you should put your rainy day fund and how to know that it's time to dip into it. So where to put it is pretty simple. I would always suggest somewhere that's pretty low risk and also pretty liquid. So somewhere where you can take that money out very quickly. Um, Generally, I would put it in something that's not going to go up and down in value because you want to have some sort of certainty of the amount of money that's available. And so a bank account is pretty sensible. Um, Look, I know interest rates are pretty low these days, so bank accounts don't seem like a very sensible place to put a lot of money. I don't think you need to put a lot of money in a bank account, but certainly your rainy day fund belongs somewhere that's pretty low risk, safe, and also easy to access. Then it comes down to when should you access your rainy day fund? And I think there are good times and bad times to access a rainy day fund. So no, a rainy day fund isn't somewhere you need to access or you should be accessing when you want to purchase a uh, new handbag or a, you know, a new suit. I would say that that's really a discretionary purchase that you should be saving up for separately. Um, You don't want to deplete your rainy day fund, you know, buying something that you want, because then if you suddenly get sick or if one of your family members gets sick or you lose your job, that suit or that handbag is not going to be too useful and you're going to need money to live off to buy groceries to pay your rent. And so... Don't use it for discretionary purchases or don't use it for yeah buying things or paying off your uh, buy now, pay later card. I would suggest that you should be saving up separately for all of that stuff. Really, a rainy day fund is just for those sorts of emergencies that you aren't expecting and that you absolutely need to pay for. So 
For me, I've used my rainy day fund in the past for paying for a knee operation. I uh, needed a knee reconstruction as a soccer player. That was a pretty good need for a rainy day fund. And surgeon uh, costs in Australia aren't too low these days. So there's a bit of money you have to fork out for unexpected surgery. And also, much to my surprise, my health insurer didn't cover a lot of it. So definitely, you know, medical emergencies, you know, is one place I would suggest. But then also losing your job. So what we saw during the COVID pandemic was a lot of layoffs very quickly. And you never really know in an economy when things are going to turn, you know, where your business might go out of business, you know, where your job might be made redundant. You know, if that happens, you know, sometimes your employer will support you to some extent, but it's very helpful to have a bit more buffer because that will give you more freedom when looking for your next job. You know, it will make you a lot less stressed over that next period of time and it will allow you to continue to live comfortably, you know, buy your groceries and pay your rent while you're looking for your next job. So then what happens if you don't have a rainy day fund and one of these disastrous events happens in your life? Well, unfortunately, the alternatives are not that great. So one, you can go and take out a loan. Now, typically, you know, loans that are unsecured personal loans in Australia don't come cheap. You're likely to pay an interest rate, you know, upwards of at least 15% per year, but most likely over 20% per year. So taking out a $10,000 loan, you're going to need to pay off $12,000 at least by the end of the year. You know, not a great idea because you're going to have to earn that interest somewhere as well. And so, you know, that's a pretty costly way to have to pay for medical emergencies or for living expenses. You know, the other option I think a lot of people turn to is borrowing from friends and family. So, you know, when you get stuck in a hard place, you know, often you turn to someone in your family or a friend to borrow money. You know, that can be a, a, you know, potentially a cheaper way of borrowing money if they sympathize with you and they want to help out, you know, but it can cause stress on your relationship with them because if it does take you longer to pay it off, you know, it might cause, you know, a bit of tension, you know, they might need that money back or they might not be comfortable asking for that money back as well. You know, I've unfortunately seen a lot of relationships turn sour because of money lent backwards or forwards. So it's not an option. You know, I would suggest that people want to explore if they can avoid it by having a rainy day fund. You might think putting away money for your rainy day fund is hard, but you know what's harder? Having to ask your mates for money because you're in a bind. Remember that. And if you know someone who might hit you up for a loan at some point in the future and could use this tip, why not share this episode with them? And I will catch you on Monday for more Small Change.